Welcome to the Kevin Takeover edition of mm-hmm. the Jump Crouch podcast. We've got Kevin J here acting as your fantastic host today, and mm-hmm. uh, talking a little bit with uh, with Kevin M today. How you doing, Kevin? I'm good. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm back from E3, and I'm here in my area. <laughs> back back in your area and uh for our uh, faithful listeners you'll notice we're missing uh, mr aaron this yes. week that's because uh aaron's off being a responsible adult and working so yes. um this this is actually i think we've dubbed this the kevin, kevin cast. cast yes yeah, kevin so, cast. <laughs> so look out things are guaranteed to go way off the rails because we do not have aaron here to keep us in check yeah that's true actually <laughs> That's so um, <laughs> things will probably get very nonsensical and confusing, and we'll probably stop talking about video games altogether. And, silly. and this is this is this is the episode where we notice a steep decline in our number of subscribers. <laughs> I think, but uh, you know what? We're gonna try and do our best. Um, we're gonna get through it, and let's kick this show. Up with a little E3 talk. Uh, Kevin, so, lay it on me, man. What um, what did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel? Give me the whole the whole experience. So I couldn't get in in the beginning. It started off with me going to the conference. I went to the badge check-in station. The lady said, you need to, you need to have a badge. You can't get in without a badge. And then I called a contact I had. And after a lot of work, the guy got me a badge. So I did get to get in. And then I got to do the, uh, this is a game spot. I did a little presentation on what the golf with them. Um, that was a lot of fun. You saw that, that right? Video, yeah, I did see that video. Yeah, that video is live on the game spot website. You can go check Kevin out playing that game. Yep. Um, I was playing that game on a Razor Death Adder without a mouse pad on a very awkward surface at a weird angle. So my playing in it is not particularly amazing. Um, so if you watch was, it and I suck, I don't actually suck at video games. It's just a, an awkward, it was just an awkward thing. Just gotta, yeah, we've, I, I, we've, we've all been there. Was <laughs> was like it on like glossy surface to that? It was on a glossy surface, just, yeah, oh, it was. Oh, that's not good for anyone. So it was a little tricky. It was a little tricky, to, you know, but it was really fun. I had blast working with those guys it was really cool um yeah jacob decker thank you for getting me in man you're the man if you're listening you're an awesome guy um yeah, so after what? i finished that stream uh i well the first thing i noticed when i walked in actually e3 i want to let, tell you this is there's a bunch of there was so the walking dead sponsored um some piece of e3 i don't know what it was but they hired a bunch of method acting zombies to walk around the whole conference and they were very in character and you couldn't always tell they were zombie actors from behind them. They just like regular E3 goers and they would kind of like turn around and be like at you and they were awesome. I just watching them walk around was like just I sat down and just watched them for like 10 20 minutes because they're just they were so funny. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Like, I saw that Instagram post of you uh, in the police car at, like, the Resident Evil 2 booth, and that zombie's yeah. about to take take a big old chomp at you. It's funny, we were talking a couple of days ago, and I thought that zombie was, like, a statue at first, but it turns out that was, like, an actual guy. Yeah, he was a real dude. He had bad breath. He was fittingly a zombie. Um, ooh, it, ooh, bad he, breath, uh, as in, he, like, he just ate some, like, garlic-seasoned kidney, human kidney yeah, or something? Yeah, maybe. He just took, took a bit, bite out of Leon. You know, mm, mm. Um, I I don't know, but uh, the the it was funny because he like all the other zombies were were totally in character the whole time. So there was a booth, a bunch of people were going up and taking photos with him, and he was the whole time trying to grab people out of the car, even as like they walked up to like pose. It was really funny. That's and the hilarious. same same with the Walking Dead zombies, like people would go up and take selfies with them, and then they would like pose with them, but they still act like they were going to try and eat them, like at the same time. That's pretty it, good. That's it was like good. it. It made the it made, added like a nice little atmosphere to the whole conference. This seeing like these zombies walking, I just kind of added this like funny little horror element that I really enjoyed. Um, sure, sure. It's very fitting for a gaming conference to have some zombies walking around. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the uh, the Resident Evil ones weren't, I think, at all fitted with the uh, Walking Dead. But I think the Resident Evil guy might have been a little better. I just like the way the zombies in that universe look. So yeah, he, he looked yeah. really like kind of just. Ugh. I mean, we all can recognize that The Walking Dead is pretty trash. Um, it's pretty played out. I have, I don't yeah. have a lot of, 
a lot of interest in it. Um, uh, it's funny talking about zombies, and here we go off the rails, but it's funny talking about zombies. I used to be, like, super into zombies, probably around 2005, 2004, you know, somewhere in that range. Uh, I was really into, like, horror movies and zombies and, like, the Lucia Fulci movies and those Italian splatter films and, mm-hmm. you know, the movie Zombie 1, Zombie 2, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, all that good stuff. But then it seems like at around the time that Zombieland came out, that whole genre just went so far downhill because it became so like mainstreamified and they started showing up in literally everything. Yeah, it just became saturated and I, I kind of lost interest. That's something yeah. that's, I think, interesting because like uh, with Resident Evil 2, the booth was packed. Like it was packed. I couldn't even get in to play it. Like they they had Damn. they weren't even taking reservations anymore. Like a, but they had a bunch of booths where you could play games at E three, but the Resident Evil two booth for the demo I couldn't even get in because everyone apparently wanted to play it. So I just think it's interesting. Like like are zombies because zombies do seem a little passe right now, and I think they they had that kind of saturation point where people weren't as interested. And I feel similarly. I'm not as interested in them. I will play Resident Evil two, of course. Um, Resident Evil two, of course, you know, 1998. Yeah. Way, zombies were pretty fun in 1998. Um, yeah, I think I think it was probably. It was probably packed because of Resident. It being Resident Evil, like especially yeah. a lot of people knowing that it was going to be another kind of over-the-shoulder Resident Evil game featuring Leon, and then of course there was all that hype and all that excitement surrounding Resident Evil Two uh, remake or uh, re-release. So I think that probably had a whole lot to do with it. Yeah, definitely. I think it did. Um, I had to get a photo with that zombie because it was just like, like how often do I get to go to like an RP, like you know, Raccoon City Police Department vehicle? you know and like and like just the whole like aesthetic is that's that's a very now thing you know only now can i get that so i'm really happy to to do that have you heard of that uh theme park in japan where you can like go and go to raccoon city and shoot zombies so they don't do that anymore they don't do that oh that's a damn it it was disneyland or disney world actually mgm that was disney world well that's crazy man that is nuts that that sounds like it'd be pretty cool that just like that picture immediately made me think of that yeah, I would I would have loved to do that. Um, it th- there was a bunch of places I could have posed. Now I got a couple photos as you guys. If you look at the Instagram, check it out. Check our Instagram out. Um, there, I got some pictures, but unfortunately, my phone, being the crappy phone it is, the battery was dying, and I, I needed it to get to get out of E three, so I couldn't take as many photos as I wanted to. Um, uh, I when I went well, over to one, the Bethesda booth, yeah, which okay, was my favorite okay. part of the whole uh, show sure. was. Uh, they had this giant. Well, they had a ton of things, really. They, they had a ton of different things. But the one thing they had was this giant. Um, looked like an arcville from Doom Two. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty damn sure the dark was coming back. It's like 15 feet tall statue, and people posed with it. And they they had a contest if you pose that you win something. Um, and I would have loved to have taken a bunch of photos with it, but I just had no battery to do it. Oh, I'm really sad about man. that. It's a, it's a, because <laughs> how yeah, often do you get to go to E3 that. and have Doom be a, a presentation? You know, a presentation. I mean, it's, exactly. It's not a common thing, but I should have had a better phone. I don't know. That's on well, me. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, that kind of thing happens. I've been there many times covering uh, various events and having a dead phone, and you know, that's yeah. just that's part of the part of the whole thing. Um, you mentioned Bethesda. I hear you got to play a little game when you were there. I did. Um, the so my the best part of my whole experience was playing Rage Two. So I signed up to play Rage Two at around, I think it was twelve. Um, and I set the appointment at 420, so it was a number I would remember. Not that I'm even into that. I just I just knew that I wouldn't forget the number 420 because it's just such a well-known number. Sure. Um, so I got that. I, got, I came back. I got the appointment. Um, when you so the whole rage setup was this giant um, post-apocalyptic looking kind of like I don't want to say carnival thing, but they kind of had like some carnival thing. Like like all the people who were there were like these post-apocalyptic like raider style people. Like right. uh, I think they're the gang in that game was called the Goons. Um, they're kind of like war boy and bandit looking, but, uh, there was one guy, he, you, you say, come on up and try your luck. You, you hit this hammer, like, you know, like the classic, like hammer thing where you hit the, you, you hammer like a, I don't know, a point, And then like, it makes a thing go up. Oh yeah. What, like the, the, uh, uh, the strong man, strong man thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever so the they had, they are. had that and people were kicking its ass. Like everyone seemed to get to get to get the top of it for some reason. I thought of trying it, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I had to do the, my rage thing. So I, I just, I just went into that instead. Um, yeah, that's cool. But, that's so cool. as you go into Play Rage Two, they have this. They had this giant ice cream truck. It was like this post-apocalyptic like ice cream truck. Like it almost looked like Twisted Metal. 
Nice. And they give you ice cream from it. <laughs> so you get to actually eat like, cho- I got that was like chocolate and hot fudge ice cream while talking to the um, art director from Rage 2. Oh, that's interesting. Was- I wonder like how much ice cream he got on his person from people like spitting it all over him as they were talking. <laughs> uh, I-, I was pretty good about it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe other people <laughs> nailed him. <laughs> because but, we um- know that the-, the crowd that gaming typically attracts, I don't think they'd have the most, uh, you know... The, the firmest grasp on a lot of uh, social standards. I could just get see him getting rained on by chocolate fudge, sticky, <laughs> saliva-y. Um, yeah. the, the ice cream actually wasn't bad. Uh, it was decent. And uh, it was cool to, really cool talking to this guy, just to see kind of like what they think about, like, you know, what what was, because I, I told him, I, he told me like kind of what some of the ideas were. And a big part of it was that he said he wanted a, a large amount of contrast between the enemy characters differentiate them from each other and also from the world. Um, nice. So and they also wanted to really vary the color palette. Um, if you look at the games, like live action trailer has like like a lot of pink and like bright colors, which is, I think, pretty, I liked it. And I told him, I even, I was like, I really like the uh, live action trailer. And he seemed like, like, well, really? I, I, I guess it, they got some mixed response on the live action trailer. Hmm. But I hmm. guess the game play trailer, really, they were sold. Nice. So they then nice. um, showed us a in-game uh, footage of kind of, setting up what you're going to do when you play kind of gave you a little bit of story background your character he's this ranger guy you're going into this base to get some item and then you're basically you're just basically there to kill a bunch of dudes that that's that's really what the setup was sure so sure. the gameplay demo i played didn't have any open world pieces it was just um just a smaller area so okay, uh, okay. So i also so asked tell him me too, about- i was curious because i said what build am i playing on this is the pc version i was playing um, Rage 2 is on the Apex engine, not id Tech. Apex okay. engine is the Just Cause engine. Oh, so, okay. okay. How did it perform on the machine you were playing on? Um, it, it performed great. It looked really good. good. I actually honestly would have thought that it was id Tech. It didn't look like Just Cause at all. Interesting. So their art direction, they, they did a great job. It's still, cause, cause it, I think it has a very distinct style and how they do their, their, their art and the way right, things look. Right. Everything's this very like kind of meaty heavy look. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the way absolutely. It, 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 I think that it reflects the gameplay too. Um, so it it it, lo- it looked fantastic. The game was so fun to play. It, it plays kind of like Doom, but you have like <clears throat> you have like your iron sights and you have your sprint mechanics. Um, but you also can press a button to throw wing sticks. Uh, I think it was I was playing a controller. I think it was left bumper. Um, so you can like shoot a bunch of dudes and then turn around and like throw a wing stick on another guy and like lop their head off. Nice. Um, it's kind of like a quick like you can do it while reloading. Uh-huh. And you also get a power-up bar. So after you do a certain amount of damage to enemies, you build this meter up. And you press both bumpers together to go into, like, power-up mode where you run all fast. And when you shoot enemies, you, like, juggle them. They, like, kind of fly back in the uh-huh. air. Is the that only in felt- the power mode? That was only in the power-up mode, yeah. Okay, but, okay. And the enemies um, were really well animated. They looked great. They had a lot of character to them. When I first shot, the first enemy I shot, they were like, oh, it's just a scratch. Like, like they, 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 they reacted, and they were talking to you the whole time and talking to each other. And it was just... I I was immediately immersed in it and I loved it. Like it felt it nice. it was like I love the tone of it. It was like kind of gritty but also silly at the same time. Like it, it didn't take itself super seriously, kind of like how Doom is, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like if you were to use an analogy, like Doom would be heavy metal and Rage would be punk. Like it's cuz okay. it has that kind of, you know, it has like this kind of punk rock sensibility like just kind of doesn't care and I don't know. It's just it's kind of like it's like a silly game but also serious at the same time. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hear you. And Doom is a good thing to equate it to, like that that kind of attitude. I would almost say parts of Wolfenstein as well. Yeah, all those games have their moments of absurdity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it sounds like it's a very fluid game, uh, much along the lines of Doom. Is it very fast? Yeah, it's not as fast as Doom, but you can Mm -hmm. like jump. You have like supposed to jump high. I don't remember how I did it. I only I only had to play it for like two or three minutes. It wasn't. There's a lot of people who wanted to play, and the way they scheduled it got screwed up. So I had to get booted mm. earlier than I would have, which was which sucks. Uh, but once I got the shotgun, I was like, I want this game right now. The shotgun nice. felt so smooth. It was so awesome shooting it. The way the enemies reacted when you shot them felt very just. It just was really good. I don't know. I, it's hard to like to, to to quantify like what it is that I think is so good about the way id shooters play. But I think, yeah, machine games actually also, those games, the Wolfenstein games also play really similarly. They have this like very high quality level of animation, guns, effects, and enemy reactions that all come together in this just like, uh, I don't know, just really quality shooting. And yeah, this game I would is almost like, describe it as like snappy is how I yeah. would describe Zoom. It just, it just feels tight 
and precise good, in a way and, that just makes you feel like a an ultimate badass. Yeah, and like the way the guns feel and the way they re- animate and shoot and sound, the way the enemies react to the guns, all those things together just is is just like it's I, I I love it. I think it's I think it's like the best shooting out there is. And this game felt in that same vein. It was just it just felt so just good to play. Yeah, that's so, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah I, I was really like, really enjoyed it. I was excited for Rage when I saw those first two trailers. Um, I thought it was cool that they were even making another Rage, but mm-hmm. um, I wasn't totally sold on it until I heard you talking about it uh, when you got back from E3. And now I'm probably in the same boat waiting with with bated breath for this Yeah, for this I mean, this guy. game's going to be a pre-order for me, no question. Not even. Nice. I'm going to play it like the full season past everything. Like I really liked it. And I didn't get to even play with it in the world part or vehicles. I was just doing the, like the small infantry-based shooting stuff and it was awesome so like i'm really curious like like with the scope of this game how all this stuff is how it'll be to play it um i'm I'm very excited for it i'm almost like the most excited for that over anything now i mean i really want Sekiro as well but i I, rage 2 surprised me how good it was yeah yeah oh um, man that is quite exciting um you know at the e3 conference um there was the tall um guy next to tim willits his oh, name the guy is Magnus the gra- from the guy in the grave shirt. Guy in the grave shirt. Yeah, so yeah. I saw him. Um, it, he was. It's kind of hard to describe. Like he's like this. There's like this area where the developers, I guess, go or the the Bethesda staff work. And I saw him through like a door window, and he looked at me. And we made eye contact, and I gave him the horns. Uh-huh. So then he came out and shook my hand, and I said, "Hey, man, I love the grave shirt at at the press conference." <laughs> and I just played Rage Two, and it was awesome. He was, and he was like, "Oh, you liked it? I'm glad." Like, I, he just was super nice, super cool. It was really cool that he came out and just said hi and was friendly. Um, That's super, awesome. He's super tall. Um, I also <laughs> met Tim Willits there. Um, oh wow, really? Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's cool. And he he he's like almost my height. So uh, the uh, the other guy, excuse me. Uh, Magnus is just a super tall dude. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, he looked he looked super tall in that yeah. press conference. I was like, holy crap! That so, is a one large large man. I saw Tim Willits. He was talking to Pete Hines, um, and I came up to him and I said, "Hey, Master Levels of Doom too, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's that's way back in the beginning, but yeah." <laughs> and I said, "Hey, I'm really glad that you guys are still making all these awesome games. I, you know, I, I Doom Eternal to me was such an exciting announcement." Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'm just being friendly. I didn't, I didn't want to talk too long. I talked to him for like maybe like 15, 20 seconds. I didn't want to like, cause he, he was talking to Pete Hines. I didn't want to interrupt them, you know? Sure. So um, but it was really cool to, to, to meet him and talk to him too. Um, That's cool. I actually Another... saw a bunch of people. I saw uh, Aris, who's a Tekken streamer. Um, I watch him a lot. He was walking around. Uh, I also saw this huge crowd of people. Uh, and I was like, what is with this ginormous crowd? Like, what are they doing? It was kind of near the, the entrance of the uh, second building conference, which is where uh, Bethesda was. Mm-hmm. And I looked and I was like, who is, what's what's the deal here? And I looked in the center and I saw Hideo Kojima signing this oh, guy's arm. Whoa, it's signing yeah. some guy's arm. Yeah. <laughs> Huge wow. crowd. Like, every, It was funny because as you move through the conference, you have these security guys near him. Uh-huh. And he, he was like, those, just the crowd was just slowly following him, like oh, royalty that's or crazy. something. It I've was heard, really. I've heard similar things about him at E3 with like massive crowds following huge. him around. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like the Steven Spielberg of, of video games or, or whatever sure. the, the, the person is, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't believe, I mean, it was caught me so off guard because he's, he's one of my gaming heroes and to see him in person, such a surprise. I, I did not expect that at all. It was really cool to see him. How cool. Wow, man. Yeah. That sounds like you had a blast. It was. It was really awesome. Um, I also got to play uh, Soul Calibur Five. Oh, okay, um, okay. So I played that against. Uh, so I played it, and I was like, "All right, okay." I, I got. To, I got to the booth. And I started to play it, and the guy next, the guy next to me, he says, "He's like, oh, uh, I'm just, I'm just playing this before I do something else. I don't remember what he said, like stream or something." Mm-hmm. And I said, "I said, oh, have you played this before?" He says, "No," um, but I played all the other Soul Calibers, and I'm like, "Oh, cool. Are you? Do you play fighting games a lot?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm Tekken Tim." And I was like, Tekken Tim, I don't know, do you, do you play a lot of Tekken? Are you good at it? And he's like, yeah, man, I'm like a pro. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Playing a pro in Soul Calibur Five is going to kick my ass. Um, yeah. Did he kick your uh, ass? So I picked Siegfried, and he picked Nightmare. Uh-huh. And uh, we start playing. In the first round, I just go full ball, slow all aggressive on him. And I totally kicked his ass the first round. Okay. So in the second round, I figured he'd be a little more on guard, so I played more cautiously. And then I beat him again. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> so the third round, um, 
he played much more cautiously. I think he was trying to kind of figure out the game because he had played it, but it did feel a little different than Soul Calibur uh, Four. I I, okay. I hadn't I hadn't played a five, um, and he beat me that round. So then on the third or excuse me, yeah, the fourth round, I beat him again. So I actually defeated him. <laughs> Holy crap! Really Damn surprising. It. It's I know. time to go to, like pursue an esports career now. I think. I don't think so. I have a feeling that uh, <laughs> if I fought him again, he probably would have defeated me. I think I may have just caught him off guard. I don't think he had. I think he. I think maybe I had undersold my skill because I said I only played Tekken one. Or excuse me, Soul Calibur one. Um, but I actually had played Soul Calibur one and two. So I I, okay. just, I, I didn't mean to, to. I just didn't think about it because I was. I don't know. I just in the moment, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a pretty funny story. It is pretty funny. It's funny too because uh, I I. It's, there's, I've seen him online he, he, playing other people. And, oh, okay, uh, playing Tekken. Playing Tekken, yeah, and he's really good at Tekken. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he and said he was like so an funny. overlord, which is like a very high rank in that game. I've never, I've not even gotten close to that. Tekken's Damn. hard. Oh yeah, yeah Tekken, um, Tekken terrifies me. So I also played Code Vein. Um, both of these were at the, the Bandai Namco booth, of course. Yeah. Um, in the very same area. Uh, so Code Vein, I I have been watching for a while. Um, it's kind of a if you don't know what it is, an anime soul style game um Bandai Namco's tagline for it when they announced it was prepare to dine right. so I clearly that. they were trying to capitalize on the souls fanfare there sure um i was playing on a ps4 um, i believe uh soul calibur is also on a ps4 uh I, I the controls were a little weird it has neo kind of face button controls instead of the traditional dark souls r1 r2 attacks um the frame rate was inconsistent and you know hey i can give them credit for that this is this is the game's not out I'm okay with that. I didn't love how it played or looked. I think it it seems like it's well designed, but I after playing it, I, I liked it less than I thought I was gonna actually like it. Surprisingly, mm, mm. Um, as far as Souls likes go, I really prefer the Surge. I I, I know I talk about that uh, game a lot. Yeah, I love the Surge game. for, for, for Souls likes. Um, so Neo not or excuse me, Neo <laughs> playing Neo right now. Uh, Code Vein not as exciting for me, but um, I'll definitely check it out when it gets when it comes out and just kind of follow it and see if, you know the PC versions like it does have online co op, um, which is cool. The game you're playing with an NPC following you the whole time, which I didn't love. Um, part of what I like about the Souls style games is this kind of loneliness about mm, them, right, um, right, and kind of isolation and having this like anime <laughs> NPC blabbing in my ear the whole time killed some of the immersion for me. Um, mm. So I got to fight some NPCs and I fought a boss. And the boss actually seemed pretty well designed. I, it seems like the developers are, are skilled. So like mm-hmm. I, I am still interested. Like I said, I played a pre-release build. You know, I'm not going to hold hold it so, so heavy. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe that was just part of the uh, just a short section of the game where there's another character following you around. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe that, you know, is pulled out later. Uh, no, no, that's actually a feature of the game now. they've announced. It is a feature that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's too bad. Mm, um, that's kind of a bummer. So uh, I went over to the Nintendo booth as well, and they had Smash and Mario Tennis Aces, uh, mm-hmm. and I think also a Pokemon game was playable. A Pokemon oh, game? I think it might have been huh? the Eevee game. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I could be a mistake on that one. I definitely know Tennis Aces and Smash were there. Right, uh, right. Smash had an hour and a half wait time, which I just was not going to do because that was just ridiculous. Ooh. Yeah, Martinez Aces was like not. 45 minutes. I also was not going to do that. Yeah, that's crazy because that game came out like a few days later. Yeah, came out like what, like a week after that. Yeah, something so like that. I wasn't. Um, I, 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 I'll, I'll play Smash when it comes out. I, I, I'm so excited to play Smash, but I'm not going to wait. I wasn't going to wait that long to play it. Um, right, right. I didn't want. I didn't want to wait for more than like 10 minutes to play anything. So the only I only got to play Rage Two, Soul Calibur, and Code Vein. That's the only games I, I played. That, actually, that's not true. I played Wolfenstein Two on Switch as well. Oh, and that was actually cool. really awesome. That it looked. It seemed like it, I think because of the way Wolfenstein plays, it's it's a little more shooty and less movement. It mm-hmm. felt it was it being thirty FPS didn't bug me as much as Doom. Sure. And it also seemed like it might have looked a little better. Uh, okay. Oh, did you play it in handheld mode or on? Is, I on played a, it so display. they they had it in handheld mode. With pro controllers. Okay. So, okay. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> that, well, that's cool. Wow. It sounds like you had a pretty damn successful uh, E3 trip. Yeah. And uh, it was cool meeting Kratos. <laughs> it wasn't really oh, Kratos, that's right. Right. That was the he, other picture. He, yeah. He was, he and so I, I walked up to them. Uh, 
boy, I guess his name is, he said, my father right, taught Atreus. me to use a bow. Atreus? Okay. Atreus. He's, a, yeah. he's like, my father taught me to use the bow, I use it well, or something like that. He, sure. they, they, ever, all the actors were paid out were method, or excuse me, were method, and Kratos cool. did not say a word. He just like <laughs> he, he just looked serious and kind of looked, angry. kind of, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. They, well, that's they, what they were good. It was, I, I Watching those two, uh, was they were almost the, the best, I think, mm-hmm. actors there. Mm-hmm. Just because they they had they, this the way that they looked and interacted was just like exact. I haven't even played the game, but just exactly what I'd imagine them doing and looking. That's like. That's hilarious. Like it was perfect. Yeah. That is so funny, man. What a crazy wild trip. Uh, wow, E three. Did you ever think in your life that you would be able to go three to E three? Um, not only as just like a spectator, but like someone who's actually participating. No, it's pretty crazy. I didn't. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> I wouldn't damn have thought crazy. so. Man, yeah. insane. The things that uh, the Jump Crouch podcast will do for you. Mm-hmm. Pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. Wow. It was, so, um, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Man, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. I had to work like a madman those whole few days you were gone. And man, looking at those Instagram posts, it was just like, oh, I was dying with envy with every text. I was like, I yeah. hate these guys. Oh, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> well, well, I wish you guys were there. Would have been maybe, awesome. maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah, maybe next year we'll show up and they'll have like Bloodborne 2 or something and we can just flip our oh, lids. So I, when I went over to Activision, I asked them if they had a Sekiro booth and they said no. <laughs> it was just Destiny, uh, DLC, and uh, Call of Duty. So. Boo. Isn't that weird to think that you go to a you go to the Destiny and Call of Duty booth and they also have a From Software game there? It's just what, a, is, what a crazy world we're in. Yeah, yeah, crazy, upside down, interesting world where you can eat chocolate fudge ice cream while you play Rage <laughs> 2 in a yep. post-apocalyptic booth. That was mm. so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet and too sweet. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's take a little break here and um, give a little rest, stretch your legs, stretch yourselves, and uh, we'll we'll be right back. Hey everyone, Kevin J from JumpCrouch.com here. Just want to thank you all for listening to this episode and tell you to go check out the Quest for Awesome, uh, my new blog up on JumpCrouch.com where I talk about games, movies, TV shows, music, pretty much anything that I find awesome. So go on over to JumpCrouch.com and give it a listen. So, when you play Mario Tennis... Any of the games, actually. This goes back to the N64 game. Do you do you ever have any, any thoughts about the music? The music. Hmm. Not, mm, nothing stand out So the no. new one, the music didn't really grab me as much, but the original N64 game, I have a lot of memories of the music, and I can still picture like half the soundtrack in my head right now. Um, I found out a funny nugget a while ago I've been wanting to talk about. I've been saving this, in- this information for so long on the, for the podcast. It's not even that great, but I just I just think it's really interesting. The composer for all of music in Mario Tennis, his name is Motoi Sakuraba. He re- recorded, all, he, he did all the music for Dark Souls. It's the same guy. <laughs> what? That seems like two yeah. very starkly different things. Isn't that so weird? The wow, composer that's... for Dark Souls is the same composer for Mario Tennis. I don't think you could possibly get any more opposite. To be totally I know. Honest. I love it. I think that's amazing. It's like such a funny. It's just so weird. That's like, I don't know, Slayer versus fucking the happy birthday song. Like, how, yeah. how, how do you even go from point A to point B with that? I don't know. But it's awesome. That is so, pretty awesome. That's hilarious. It's, it's a funny thing to listen for when you're playing Mario Tennis. So Mario Tennis just came out on Switch. Yes, um, it did. I, I bought it. Uh, yep. I had Kevin over last weekend. Yep. This Kevin. Uh, this Kevin. And uh, both Kevins were in the same area. Yes. And we were yep. playing uh, Mario Tennis. We did some doubles uh, co-op against the NPCs or the bots. The NPCs. The bots. It was actually right. on a hard difficulty. It was pretty hard. It was uh, kind of crazy. Good old Waluigi and Wario uh, took us to Kicked school. Our ass. Yeah, yeah, they did. They're, they're kind of jerks. Wah. <laughs> Wah. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, they, it yeah. was it was kind of ridiculous. Um, I was really taken aback by how deep that game is. Um, I heard a lot yeah. of people like equating it to like the depth of a fighting game. I kind of mm-hmm. took that with a grain of salt. I wasn't quite sure until I actually got my hands on that thing. And uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it is a deep game. I'm still, you know, I, I haven't played it a ton, but we played it for a couple hours and uh, 
just getting a grasp of all the different buttons for all the different shots and then all the different special shots there are. It's like, right. wow, and this, all this the, game's like, got a lot of the different characters in depth. Right, right. Yeah, all the, the different character types, too. Yeah, yeah, you have, like, the power and the defensive yeah. and the technical. And, and I think how the other those one was character tricky. types work together on a team. Yeah, yeah. What was our, our dream team? I can't remember. Didn't we go with um, Bowser Jr.? I really liked and then uh, you were playing as... Uh, I played as Mario. I played as Boo. Boo, that's right. Boo, Mario Boo was crazy because he like would teleport around. Teleport, was, like, yeah. You couldn't really get like a good grasp on where he was going to go. It was hard, he was hard to predict. Yeah, definitely. He, he seemed really good. I liked playing him a lot. I liked... Um, when I first played the power characters, they felt a little weird to me, but I got used to them. Mm-hmm. And then um, I liked them. Like Donkey Kong... After playing so much Tropical Freeze, I had to just play a little Donkey Kong because of course, just of awesome. course. Um, but uh, I I liked Boo, I liked Bowser, I liked Donkey Kong, and of course Mario. And I did the demo. I played the demo before the game came out, so I have the Mario plumber outfit. Nice. It's a shame that that's a real exclusive only. So if you play the demo, I I don't like exclusive stuff like that in games. Like yeah, that's kind of a bummer. That, that Especially like something like such a a big thing like Mario's regular outfit. I feel like you should just have exclusive. Mario. I agree. Yeah, I agree. He because looks his regular outfit, outfit looks so silly. <laughs> yeah, he looks absurd. So, so Luigi looks worse only because he's Luigi, but Mario yeah. still looks pretty bad. So I am a huge fan of Mario Tennis since the N64 games. I know that you were not as stoked in this game, but what did you think after we played it? I wasn't very excited going into it. I thought, you know, it's a cool thing. It's good that people are excited about it. Whatever. Not really for me. But after I got my hands on it, I kind of wanted to go pick up a copy. Um, I think it's really great couch co-op. That's probably, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my favorite things in games is a good, good couch co-op. And it was definitely that, um, especially when we were like fighting the harder difficulty bots and we kind of like had our little grudge matches with them and like created our own little feud um and we made it a point to take those guys down before we stopped playing Um, i thought that was really fun Um, (laughs) that was fun i had a fun time playing the defensive characters especially um bowser jr was a blast to play Um, he was a little slow in moving around but he was so wide that you could feel like you can cover pretty much the entire net uh with just Mm -hmm. his girth uh, that was pretty damn fun. Um, I also like the idea that when like they launch it up into the air, how you can kind of like if you have enough special meter filled up, you can uh, shoot it back to them. Um, that was yes. kind of, that was fun. It took me a second to get a grasp on like how to aim that. Um, I mm. shot it out of the court so many damn times because I yeah. would get excited once it would come up, and I would just like immediately hit the uh, the spike button and just shoot it out. Um, that was kind of <laughs> kind of a bummer. But <laughs> once I figured it out, um, I started to have a good time of it. I think the pinnacle of Mario Tennis Aces is without a doubt waluigi's moonwalk <laughs> and the sound it plays when he does the moonwalk so funny so <laughs> um i think that because because fun fact if you don't know waluigi was created to give wario a tennis partner back that's in, correct um, mario tennis 64 yes and i think that with this developer i believe they're camelot planning um this is like that's like that's like waluigi's that's like the guys who created the character so he's like in his, his own there and and they they really nailed it with him also Absolutely. wario's victory pose that eyebrow raise oh, is man. just so good dude we had to watch it like five or six <laughs> and times we laughed like every single so time <laughs> yeah and, and like speaking of laughing like i think i missed more shots uh, because of Waluigi's moonwalk, uh, yeah, because I was laughing, <laughs> laughing, not so much because it was an effective move. Um, I know. Oh my god, it's too so good. good. There's so just like funny. so much character in that game, uh, mm-hmm. so much depth, so much depth in the mechanics, um, and of course, it's a Mario game, so it's fun and colorful and happy. Yep. Um, it Absolutely. did it for me, man. I, I I really enjoyed it. I think I'll end up picking it up eventually, and uh, we can we can play online or something. I'm down. It's got some secret characters too. Like one of them is Blooper. You can play as a Blooper. That's awesome. That is awesome. I hope wow. that you can like ink the ball or ink your enemy or something. Just, oh man, that, just, that, would, that just oh, sounds dude. so awesome. And, and Chain Chomp, like how great is yeah, that? Yeah, Chain, Chain Chomp. Chomp. <laughs> I know it's such a great character. It's so cool. <laughs> he like holds the racket in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's so roar, roar. it's so yeah. so good. I would love to see uh, Bullet Bill, so you can go Chain Chomp mm-hmm. and team him with Bullet Bill and. Uh, have the the ultimate team of team of fuckery yeah that would be badass i'd, I'd be a f- huge fan of that i would love It'd that be or, or thwomps or thw- oh could you <laughs> imagine a th- <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean if you really think about it he probably just like 
thwomp, right? Like he wouldn't be yeah. able to move left or right. No. He would just kind of like move uh, vertically and just like thwomp smash all the, the ball. time. Yeah. Oh man, he wouldn't even have a racket. He just like you'd have to time the shots and smash the ball as it comes to you. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> Thwomp would be classic. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, we've been playing some other uh, couch co-op games recently, but over the internet. Yep, yep. We're playing some games that go way back to our both of our childhood. Yes, um, that's right. So they released this on console as well, actually, recently. Uh, I saw They released that. the Genesis Collection, I believe it's called, or Genesis Classics. Online. Genesis, Genesis like Classics that. is what it's called, I think. Yeah. Um. So... On Steam, if you buy Genesis games, which are ninety nine cents, you can play them online if they're a two player game with some someone. So you can play sixteen so bit games online, and it's awesome, and it works. Oh um, man, we were playing Streets of Rage. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, love that Streets game. It I is timeless Golden classic. Axe. Golden Alien Axe. Storm. Oh man, yeah. Alien Storm. So good. Um, good God. It's really cool because if you're playing, uh, you also can rewind it. You can fast forward it with the trigger buttons. It's this nice little VHS effect. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Every um, time we'd fuck up in Streets of Rage, we'd like yeah, we'd just back rewind up. it. <laughs> Save scum it. <laughs> like fighting um, the ultimate warrior guy. Like if we had to rewind like how yes, many times. Good God, yes, he is difficult. Yes, He's absurd. He is. Um, you also has it has an easy way to do save states. If you do that, the right stick is bound to save state load and save state save. So they really have a lot of ways to keep your game progress. Um, and the Steam version exclusively has mod support. Now, it does not have mod support for online as far as I know. Hmm. But you can there's Steam Workshop for 16-bit era games. I mean, that's who would that have ever is thought pretty cool. that it's really cool. People have modded like Street Fighter characters into Streets of Rage 2 and other also just tons of crazy mods. That so is awesome. If you if you're a Sega Genesis fan, I absolutely recommend that you Go for it. I mean, and you can just buy one game. It's not like on console versions where you have to buy the disc mm-hmm. or like the, the pack. You can just buy like Sonic Three. Yeah, you know, that's pretty 3. good. I bought all of them because I yeah, mean, me too. That's awesome. For sure. Um, one thing I really like about it is the menus. Um, not necessarily in their navigation. Honestly, the navigation in the menus feels kind of clunky, but more yeah. so in the presentation. I mean, you're kind of brought into this like '90s kid's bedroom. It looks like you're mm-hmm. uh, from the perspective of sitting cross-legged on the floor. Uh, you have the Je- Sega Genesis sitting there in front of you, hooked up to an old CRT. Yep. And then you kind of like navigate to the menu to the right where the games are displayed, and you see a shelf with all of the games in their boxes on the shelf and it's just mm-hmm. like a childhood dream to have pretty much the entire sega genesis you know first party library they, right they played there. the nostalgia card perfectly there i think pretty i good. really appreciate it like it has the posters everything right the, the shoes posters, the shoes yeah i was yeah. happy to see the streets streets of rage poster because i have the mm-hmm. exact same poster um hanging on my adult man room wall pretty goddamn awesome <laughs> i think like, that um both you and i that, was that your first console it was my first console the sega was genesis that, was my first console yeah that's right so that's that's where that's where the kevins yep. started their game career was that's the right genesis. so that's for right. us really a cool package um if you're a fan i would definitely check that out i actually had sega channel when i was a little kid yeah like steam before the steam digital before distribution steam, basically on... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah crazy very good cool. times yeah that that, so, well, that was a blast You've also been playing a little of the Yakuza, right? Uh, yeah, it seems like every time we have a podcast, like <laughs> I'm playing another Yakuza game. Just check I, in with the Yakuza. <laughs> this is this is so, your uh, weekly Yakuza check-in. That's right. <laughs> just uh, a little uh, segment. Uh, yeah, um, well, I'd see like last time we talked about it, I was playing Yakuza 0, then Yakuza Kiwami. But this right. time... Now you're on uh, 6. I'm on 6. I actually finished 6. So you finish six. What um, do you think right. is the best Yakuza? Out of all of them? Of all the ones that you played. Um, all of the ones I played recently. Um, yeah. I would have to say it's a toss-up between a zero and a six. I like them both in very different ways. Um, they both feel like playing. Yeah, they're both absolutely worth playing. Yeah, I feel like six ha- probably has the most side content. Um, and that's what I like most about that series is the side content. So I'm probably yes. going to lean towards six being my my favorite. Um, however, zero is set in 80s Japan. Right. Um, it has the different combat stances. It runs at a higher frame rate. So mm. Mm, I guess there's there's different reasons to love a different each each one. Um, mm-hmm. But six six is 
different. It's an interesting approach because you're playing as a uh, an age uh, Kazuma Kiryu. And um, uh. a lot of the themes presented in the game, especially in a lot of the side quests, is how does Kaz- uh, Kazuma Kiryu, this kind of like hard-boiled, badass, but oftentimes silly, uh, Yakuza... Silly character uh how does he interact with modern society and today's technology and a lot of the results are like absolutely hilarious like just to give you an example of a couple of the uh the side quests you encounter like you come across this guy on the street he's like this app developer and he's looking for people to test his new uh app that's a whole lot like siri so you like Mm -hmm. talking to the phone and it'll tell you where your favorite restaurants are, are but it's it's a bit smarter than that in that this Siri app is actually kind of hell-bent on uh, overthrowing humanity and taking over the world. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like so, so perfectly Yakuza too. Absolutely. <laughs> so like, amazing. Uh, it kind of like manipulates uh, Kiryu into like running into another person that has the same app and it just spirals so out of control and gets so silly and absurd he like can't figure out how to uninstall it and it's like talking shit to him while he's trying to figure (laughs) out how to uninstall it so you like gotta go track down the developer and then like he realizes that the Siri app has taken on a mind of its own and is trying to take over the world and it's awesome then he takes it upon himself to make sure uh, it's eradicated Uh, it's pretty funny and then like another side quest is like you come across this uh, influencer like this like YouTube influencer guy who uh, is trying to like make himself into a viral star uh, mm-hmm. by doing like a web documentary on uh, Yakuza you know like mm-hmm. the Japanese mafia Yakuza not the game and right. uh, he ends up getting himself into trouble and uh, you inevitably end up fighting him and the weapon he uses against you is his cell phone attached to a selfie stick it's pretty funny it's also pretty funny like uh watch reading the dialogue like Kazuma Kiryu trying to like grasp the uh grasp the concept of an influencer he just like doesn't get it he's like why you're just being an idiot like why are you doing this what are likes and what are followers like I don't understand this at all so I'm just gonna beat you up uh it's pretty funny like there's another one where like um you are walking down the street and like you trip over a Roomba that's just like flying down the street and uh, mm-hmm. this Roomba had like sucked, sucked up this guy's engagement ring. So you have to like chase this Roomba around uh, the city all <laughs> over the place and finally track it down and uh, retrieve mm. this guy's wedding ring out of the out of the Roomba. Um, but I think perhaps my most favorite um, instance of uh, Kiryu kind of trying to wrap his head around modern technology is the uh, live chat mini game and the live chat section uh, or tutorial. So um, I guess live chat is this thing where like men can go onto a website and have like cam shows with like uh, sexy ladies and they'll like, Mm -hmm. you know, do striptease and whatnot. Uh, So there's a whole mini game (laughs) built around this in uh, Yakuza 6 and Mm -hmm. the tutorial for it had me laughing so hard i was in tears like i don't think a video (laughs) game has ever made me laugh that hard in my life like basically uh yakuza kind of or uh kiryu kind of comes across this like guy in the street he starts talking about it and he's like oh like will you help me talk to these girls online and kiryu's like okay Mm -hmm. kind of reluctantly like i don't really understand this but i'll go do it and um as you're doing this tutorial uh, you see Kiryu kind of like in the lower third of the screen like showing his webcam you know what he would perceive and he has Mm -hmm. this like stone cold just like look on his face like oh my god this (laughs) this is amazing (laughs) and like multiple times as you're doing the minigame he's like oh live chat is the best this this (laughs) this is awesome (laughs) it's just like so hilarious and the mini game itself like how it's done is so brilliant and hilarious so it's like Mm. a uh video of an actual uh woman on the screen and uh she's very uh voluptuous and wearing a very revealing clothing so um the point of the game is you have to press the uh correct sequence of buttons within a given set amount of time um so cosmic kiryu can type in the correct response 
but um, they kind of play with your psychology a little bit because every time the woman on the screen does like a sexy pose or like starts to reveal herself a little bit more, that's mm-hmm. when the button prompt comes up and you have to like very quickly divert <laughs> your attention away from what you naturally want to look at to the button sequence in order to hit the right combination to uh, progress through the mini game. So um, I thought that was really funny, really, really brilliant uh, kind of Yakuza moment in a in a nutshell. So um, that was man it was it was pretty damn funny uh from there i think one of my other favorite aspects of the game of course is like the arcade so that has been in the series for uh since its inception uh from yakuza 1 but uh this one uh you have uh let's see what were the games you have poyo poyo you have uh virtual fighter uh you have of course uh, super hang on you of course have space harrier yep mm. So um, those Sega were games. the yep that's correct. Uh, so those were good as always. Um, and then and I'll, I'll try and cut it show short, but man, I can gush and gush over this game. I think one of my favorite aspects of the game, and it kind of like really did a lot for me personally, is they had licensed the likeness um, of a lot of uh, New Japan pro wrestler um, into the game. So mm. you could actually like encounter uh, Kazuchika Okada, and uh, he was like the longest reigning IWGP heavyweight champion of all time. He had the, held the title for like two years, and uh, you you encounter him in the game, but he's like the head of this rival gang, and you have to like overthrow his gang, which is entirely comprised of other New Japan pro wrestlers. <laughs> so like. Mm. Um, it's kind of presented as a RTS, as uh, like r- real-time strategy, but it's very, very easy. Um, but you inevitably get to fight each of the wrestlers at the end of uh, each one of those bouts. So that that hit home pretty heavy for me. I thought that was a nice little Kevin icing on the cake. Um, you know, combining my two loves of Yakuza and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling together. I thought I thought that was yeah. hilarious and, and amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, so... Like do you good, think you'll man. check out uh, the new Shenmue when it comes out? I might. Interest? I might, yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I love Yakuza because of its silliness and, and, and of course, na- mainly because of its stark contrast between a uh, very, very, very serious, heavy story, intense, heavy story, punctuated by moments of just pure absurdity Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that's that's what really does it for me but i i I might um i might check it out if it's cheap uh shenmue is never really done for me i know it's very similar but uh yakuza just holds a very very special place in my heart so i i I did end up finishing yakuza 6 um i finished it with about an 80 percent completion rate um, which Very there's nice. there's a lot of side content in that game. Like I did all of the darts, I did all of the batting cages, I did all yeah, the of the hard RTS. They are hard. Yeah, they get very difficult. Um, this game has like a whole like baseball team management sim built into it. So I like hundred percent of that. Um, I did uh one hundred percent of the side quests. Um, there's also like a, a cat cafe. So you like in Japan, you, there are these cafes that you can go to that are just like have dozens of cats in them and you can like drink tea around all of these cats. Uh, and in mm. Yakuza 6, you you encounter an ailing cat cafe that doesn't have enough cats. So you spend some time wandering the city trying to uh, persuade stray cats to come to the cat cafe. So uh, I 100%ed <laughs> that as well. Um, I fell off um, in my quest to 100% the entire game with uh, grinding the karaoke. Um, the, the karaoke is A, very difficult to get a perfect score on, and B, the songs are really annoying and bad. And I just got so sick of doing the same ones <laughs> over and over, like 100 times mm-hmm. over and over and over. So I gave up and it just it wound up finishing the story. But um, nice. it was a great time. Great game. So you beat I it. Love it. You loved I it. I beat it. I loved it. Very cool. Can't wait for Kiwami 2. I'll buy that for sure. Um, I love the hell is that, out of is that. Is it announced? Uh, Kiwami 2 is announced. Yeah, so that's just a remake of the Up second two. game. Yeah, that's okay. correct. So I'll inevitably cool. get that and play through it. And uh, nice. yeah, more Yakuza for me in the future. So I am pretty happy about that. Very nice. Yeah. Very sweet. Good stuff. 
Good stuff. Well, yeah. Kevin, um, it seems we've kind of been at this uh, for almost an hour now, yeah. and it feels a little awkward without your bro around telling us to wrap it up. So I think I'm going <laughs> to play the role of Aaron this time and say, the hey, rapper. hey, hey, Aaron the yeah. rapper, that's yo, <laughs> I'm Aaron. I like to run errands when I do, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Aaron, Baron. Aaron. Heron. Heron. Uh, Swearin. Darren. Swearin. Aaron the Swearin. Aaron runner. <laughs> Baron. Yeah. Baron. In, in the but Baron yeah. wasteland. <laughs> Land. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know where, go, where we're going with this. Anyway, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. A uh, big shout out to Madden. Madden, we love you. Uh, it feels yes, good. Do. It's good. It's good for me to say that this time. Aaron always gets to say that, and I'm always he does, jealous. I know. So, uh, I know, it's true. I'm going to uh, soak in the moment ah, a little bit. <laughs> Madden, we love you. Uh, Your music is yes. excellent. Madden, you're the man. Uh, let's see if I can get this right. Let's uh, go check us out on Twitter at the Jump Crouch. Go check us out on Instagram at the Jump Crouch. Uh, visit us at uh, jumpcrouch.com. Check out my new blog series over mm-hmm. on jumpcrouch.com called A Very Quest good. for Awesome. Yeah, thanks. I've uh, I'm embarking on an epic quest to find awesome things, and I'm just gonna write about what I find, uh, the good and the bad and everything. My last post was about uh, women's professional wrestling in the year 2018, and uh, how it's probably the best thing going on in mainstream professional wrestling right now. So uh, head yeah. on over to uh, jumpcrouch.com, check it out, watch some videos, listen to our podcast, and uh, wow, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. And yeah, uh, we'll- listening, guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, have Aaron on back next week, hear more about uh, his E3 adventures. Mm-hmm. And that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. All right. All right.